Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No brakes. No brakes. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Well, after last week was a bit of a washout, this week we're in business. And the Sheffield Tigers are leading the way. Two from two, a maximum five points over their biggest rivals, the Bellevue Aces. It's early doors, you know, we can't get carried away, but it's been a really positive start. Got more from Simon Stead and Tobias Musilak of the Tigers, and we'll hear from the Aces star, Jimon Lidsey. Meanwhile, at the East of England Arena, it was the venue for the Peterborough Panthers and the Ipswich Witches to get their season started. A lot of hype about Emil Saifutinov, and boy, did he not let us down. It is going well, and uh, we're happy about the first uh, win meeting, and yeah, looking forward. The Panthers and the Witches team bosses, Rob Lyon and Richie Hawkins, will hear from Joe Thompson. Our main interview in this week's episode is with rising star at the Sheffield Tigers, Dan Jilks. One of the reasons why I chose to ride for Sheffield was because it was a, you know, a, a different shape track and... Um, you know, it's something that I need to start learning is, you know, how to be fast on these big tracks, which I feel as though will definitely help me throughout my career. And in the final part, well, the original plan was to wax lyrical about Steve Worrell's testimonial and the Oxford versus Swindon select matchup. But of course, the rain's put paid to that. So instead, a bonus bit of Danny King. We'll hear from the new signing for the Red Car Bears on life with a different club and also uh, a look ahead to Ipswich's prospects as well. And a look at the lineups, though, for the Peter Craven Memorial and Paul Stark's testimonials, all in the third part. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. British Speedway is go for 2023 and we've got lots to bring you, lots of reaction from the fixtures on Monday night and uh, as I mentioned just before there as well that Dan Jilks, our special guest very soon and his side, the Sheffield Tigers, are off to the perfect start this season and that's where we're going to begin at the National Speedway Stadium because Sheffield claimed all three points on offer, uh, reigning champions Bellevue and the Tigers battled their way to a 47 7.43 win in Manchester not only taking the two points on the night but of course also claiming the aggregate bonus point as well with a 95-85 aggregate scoreline over the two fixtures in the space of uh, less than a week Jack Holder and Kyle Howarth got the night off to a perfect start a 5-1 over British champion Dan Bewley but the host drew level in heat three with a maximum back of their own back-to-back 4-2s from Tobias Musilak and Dan Jilks followed by Holder and Howarth saw the visitors restore their four-point advantage, however, and that would be the biggest gap between the two sides throughout a tense tussle at the National Speedway Stadium. David Balego got a second place in Heat 14. The Tigers had then done enough to secure the aggregate points, and with the scores at 43-41, a last-heat decider followed, though, and it was a stunning ride from Tobias Musilak that saw him go from third to first to lead a 4-2 with Holder and the champions defeated in their opening home fixture of the season. Well, we'll hear very soon from the star man there who delivered the points in that last heat decided, Tobias Mijalak, in a sec. But first of all, let's hear from the Sheffield team boss, Simon Stead. Simon, fantastic start for the Tigers, home and away, bonus point. 
good performance in both meetings. Yeah, really good. Um, obviously delighted with uh, with how we've started the season. Um, two really good results against a very good Bellevue team. So proud of how the lads, lads have applied themselves. It's early doors, you know, we can't get carried away, but um, it's been a really positive start. Had you set them a challenge to, I don't want to use the word revenge, but certainly get one over your local rivals? No, I, actually the, the, the reverse. I, I, I didn't want too much to be read into into these two meetings. To, I wanted to take the pressure off um, because our season, nor Bellevue season, will be defined by these two meetings. It's a long, long season, uh, and as much as I'm thrilled with the last two results, we know it's a long way to go, and uh, we need to keep uh, we need to keep the ball rolling. Been a lot of talk about Heat leaders returning to the league, but in Jack Calder and Tobias Muselak. You've got two of the best there. They certainly seem on fire to start the season. Yeah, they are. We, we did a lot of our business early on, um, even before the season ended last year. So uh, we knew we'd got a great group of lads and we retained as many as we could. And uh, I think we've, um, you know, I think that, that probably shows in how we've started this season. You know, they're, they're all familiar with each other. Uh, we brought David and, uh, and Dan into the into the team and, 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 and they've really... Uh, They've really been easy to gel with the rest of the lads. So um, Dan's Dan's gone about his business really well. As you know, I've got to say, you know, uh, those few points are really, uh, really something that he can build on, and they're they're, they're all as important as the others. So um, his scores and, and David's scores uh, have, have been really good. As have the rest of the lads. The only one we're struggling with a little bit is is Adam, but he's working hard. I'm not I'm not over concerned. He's working really hard to to get that right and uh, I'm sure we'll see the best of him uh, very, very soon. Sheffield team boss Simon Stead chatting with Lee Wilde there. Uh, well, one of the star men was uh, Tobias Musilak for the Tigers. He was the man who uh, brought it home in a last heat decider, securing all three points on the night and hitting double figures for the second time in uh, two meetings. Uh, Tobias Musilak getting 10 plus one and he's been uh, chatting with Lee Wilde about his night at the National Speedway Stadium. Tobias, fantastic start to the season for yourself with two fantastic performances home and away against Bellevue must give you confidence for the rest of the season um, yeah uh, I must say to be honest um, it's not it's not what I dream about because uh, I had I have some uh, injury in my uh, my lower back actually the, the coccyx you know yeah so I don't I don't actually I'm not full concentrate on, on uh, what I do on the track, and especially on the stats. That's the that's the the biggest problem for me. But uh, we do everything to, to fix it, and uh, I hope I hope the rest of the season will be better. Uh, of course, it's it's not the, it's not it's not bad, yeah. but we're still fighting for for better better results, and of course, uh, engines are good, so. Uh, what can I say? My mechanic is working hard, and he he knows every setup in in England. So uh, I just only racing. Yeah. With that injury that you mentioned there, is it better to start your season on two larger tracks like Sheffield and Bellevue than the smaller ones? It less impact on the body. Ah, uh, it's actually it doesn't matter because no. it's all about the start. You know, when when uh, you drop the clutch mm. and uh, and it sit like hits your bone, yeah, over there. Yeah. So. Um, that's the problem, but it, it doesn't actually matter what the track it is. 
and it's great to be back part of the Tigers team. There seems to be a real team spirit here. Good team to ride for? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's beautiful actually. I cannot say bad word because I know I know all the all the all the guys uh, in the team of course uh, we're racing uh, here in England and of course in the past with Jag I've been in Torun in Poland. Uh, of course uh, David Belego and Adam Elise we have been in uh, Swindon. So uh, yeah, we know each other very well. So we have fun. Tobias, congratulations. I hope you heal up soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we consider ourselves fully updated on the Mujilak situation. There he is uh, getting 10 points plus one for Sheffield Tigers at the National Speedway Stadium. And on the subject of Swindon, of course, uh, Swindon are back in action for one night this week, uh, Wednesday night uh, at uh, Oxford. And we'll, we'll look at the lineup in more detail uh, in a little while. Tobias Mujilak, I don't think he's in the lineup, but uh, we'll, we'll look through that uh, a little later on. Uh, right now, though, let's hear from the other side of the camp for the Bellevue Aces. Um, starting as champions a couple of tricky meetings Simon Stead quick to point out nothing's won or lost here and, and no seasons are going to be defined uh, out of what's happened in the opening two meetings there's a long way to go yet it's not how you start it's how you finish as Peter Adams will tell you uh, but Jamin Lidsey has been uh, having a catch up too with Lee Wilde Jamin Lidsey great to have you back in Manchester I know you're delighted to be back in racing in the British League isn't it what is it about the British League that appeals to you um, I needed to be racing my motorbike more. That, that was it at the end of the day. And, um, you know, racing on different tracks as well. And, um, you know, just making my craft a bit better. But um, the biggest thing was for me is being on my motorbike more. Last year I, did, I only did 30 meetings, which, you know, for my age and my experience is, isn't enough. Maybe in the future it will be like that. But um, for now I need to be racing as much as, much as I can. And um, that's what's brought me back here. Difficult way to start the season, home and away against a very strong Sheffield team. That was the first time you'd see, seen Owlerton, wasn't it? The UK tracks are a little bit different to what's on the continent. Yeah, for sure. You know, Sheffield on paper are very strong. Um, one of the one of the toughest team in the league. So, um, you know, they they're good in home. We put up a good fight in home. We didn't lose at, at Sheffield. We didn't lose by too much. Um, you know, but they were a bit stronger than us here. So, um, you know, we'll work on that and um, hopefully. Will um, come to in very, very soon, but you know, other other than Sheffield, I've I've raced all the other tracks other than or other than Leicester um, in the league. So you know, hopefully I remember them pretty quick and um, I can score some points. Must be good to be working with Mark Levin, your national team manager, again as well. Yeah, for sure. I've I've still been involved with them over the years, as as you could imagine. Um, you know, he's pretty close. Every time uh, we go back to Australia, if he's around. He, if he's there, because we're from the same place, we um, always try and catch up. And even throughout the season, even though I wasn't racing for him, I'd still be on the phone to him, FaceTime and every now and again. So it's good to have such good contact with Lemo. And, um, yeah, to, have, to be back under his wing is also quite comfortable as well. Jamo, it's great to have you back in Britain and best luck for the rest of the season. Great. Thank you very much. Jamin Lindsay there talking with Lee Wilde after the Aces' uh, second defeat in a week against the Sheffield Tigers, but there's a long way to go. And, of course, uh, each side races each other uh, at home and away twice in the regular league before the playoffs all kick in. So there's a long way to go and a few twists and turns to come yet. For the Bellevue Aces, they're not actually in action now for um, for a little while. In fact, it's going to be Easter Monday before the Bellevue Aces are back riding again when they've got that uh, double 
header, the traditional one between uh, Bellevue and Wolves racing at the National Speedway Stadium at 12 o'clock and then back at Wolves starting at 8 and that's in the Premiership Knockout Cup so uh, both legs in the same day for the Sheffield Tigers well they uh, get to uh, race against Kings Lynn twice over the next week or so because they're uh, down at uh, the Adrian Flux Arena again in Knockout Cup action on Thursday this week and the following Thursday the return at Ollerton However, there is going to be speedway at the National Speedway Stadium in the form of the rerunning of the Peter Craven Memorial Trophy. And that's going to be on Monday, April the 3rd. Weather forecast so far, fingers crossed, looks a whole lot better than it did last week. So uh, still a good lineup for that, and we'll run through that lineup uh, in the last part of this podcast. Right, the other fixture that took place on Monday then was at the East of England Arena. And Emil Saifudinov made a triumphant return to British Speedway with a 14-point haul in Ipswich's 48-42 win at Peterborough. Saifudinov dropped just one point from five rides and combined with Witcher's number one Jason Doyle for five ones in heats 13 and 15 as the visitors completed a comeback having been six points down with five races remaining. But the success for Saifudinov was in stark contrast to a disastrous start for new Peterborough number one Nicky Pedersen who crashed out of the meeting in heat one and hit the fence on the exit of the second bend. The Danish superstar walked away from the incident but was withdrawn with lower back pain. Jason Doyle scored 10 plus 4 for the Witches, being involved in all four of the Witches' maximum advantages, whilst Benjamin Basso scored 13 for the Panthers and was the only rider to take points off the Ipswich top two. First of all then, let's hear from the victorious team boss, Richie Hawkins. Bit unfortunate, obviously, with Nicky's crash with Peter in the first one and, you know, we had to capitalise and we kind of, you know, went the meeting at as I would have hoped it would really we hung in there and, and then obviously at the end we're very strong in the meetings and then I thought Keenan Dryden heat 14 was superb and that kind of took a little bit of the pressure off the boys and um, yeah yeah really happy really yeah what a return to British Speedway for, for Emil Saifutinov as well just dropping the one point and that opening ride in, uh, in, in heat number four as well absolutely sensational stuff yeah he was awesome like he's so quick um Certainly doesn't look like he's been away. I know he's done a lot of practice, but racing's a little bit different. But I think for Emil, that was a good one to have it here. Um, if he'd have maybe had to go to Leicester for his first meeting, it's a little bit, it's, it's a, probably tougher. I think for Peter, obviously, suits suits Emil as well. So, um, But yeah, he was so quick and... Um, you know, you think that's that's sort of the start, really. Yeah, it must be nice for for Doyley as well. Obviously, had a, a lot of pressure on him last uh, last season in those last heat deciders more often than not as well. And like you say, to, to have some uh, just as just as e- equally class as, as Doyley, it's got, it's got to be a, a nice feeling for him as well. Yeah, it takes a bit of pressure off him. I think Doyley's um, probably not had is an absolutely amazing night. But like I just said to him, we, we, our first meeting here last year. Tonight was far better than our first meeting last year. So, um, you know, the signs are positive for everyone, I thought. I thought Joe did really well at, um, at number seven. Um, so Super happy with Keenan's ride. I thought Emil did great as well. And really just Daniel was quick enough, just not making starts. So there was positive signs through everyone, um, even though obviously we got most of our points from the top end, which you'd expect. Yeah, and like you say, but it's always nice though to, to come into your first meeting. I know that there was the circumstances with Nicky, but when there's been a lot of talk about your, your lineup and the way you've assembled the team and, and potential chances this year, it's always nice to, to go out there and, and get that result on opening night. 
Yeah, it's brilliant. It's got us an away win, so we've got a good start to the league. I think there's going to be tougher, tougher times to come. I don't, you know, it's not going to be all roses all season just because we've got Emma and Doyle. It's not. It's not. This is team sport, seven riders. So, I think it's going to be tougher. I, I mean, in a way, obviously the rain off on Thursday was for the, from a team front point of view was good because I think I had a. I had a feeling that, to be fair, that it, Peter could have well have won at ours on Thursday and we could win here. So um, I think the away meetings helped, really, that we had our first meeting here. Ipswich, which is team boss Richie Hawkins. We'll hear from Rob Lyon in a moment, but staying with the Witches, of course, all the focus was on Emil Saifutinov, his first competitive match back in British Speedway. The question was, can he do it? course he can you can check out the video of his very first heat uh, on the british speedway social media pages safe to say it is box office stuff coming from third to first getting past niels christian everson just before the line it's edge of your seat stuff and emil had a quick catch up with dave Rowe after the meeting it is going well and uh, we're happy about the first uh, win meeting and yeah looking forward I know you rode here many years ago, but that first ride tonight against Everson, a fantastic race. Yeah, I forgot, for, forgot you know, it's about uh, when I've been last time here, you know, just uh, different. Uh, uh, but it was good, you know, it's, I just got the good speed and uh, hit number one and then just tried to pass, you know, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's okay, you know, it's, I'm really happy about that. And also at the end of the meeting, the team riding with Doily in H13 and 15, that's really good signs for yeah. Ipswich. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, we, we, we can keep that uh, performance and also we'll be okay. So for the Peterborough Panthers then, a case of best laid plans and all that. You've got Nicky Pedersen making his debut and crashing out in heat number one. And cruel look there. Let's hear from the Panthers team manager, Rob Lyon. Rob, welcome back to IRR. First race, yeah. first band. How's Nicky? Well, I don't know any more than what I've just said to the guy at Cambridge. It's uh, lower back. He's hurt his lower back, and um, you know he's in some discomfort when he was in the in the changing rooms. But um, I can't give you any more information than that at this moment in time. Meeting as a whole did, against clearly a very powerful Ipswich side. Does it feel like there was still a chance to win that? There were points that that, that went at various points. Yeah, I mean, look, it was the first meeting, and it was always going to be a nip and tuck jobby anyway. I think with with Nicky, if Nicky had been racing and was 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 okay and carried on, I think it would always have been a tight meeting. Um, I think it would have been last Thursday, in fairness, and you're going to see this, I think, all the way through this league season with the, the teams that are out there. Um, I, uh, I mean, we got four paid five for Nicky's rides, which you know against. Like I say, against any of the other six would have been tough, let yeah. alone Ipswich. And um, yeah, we just ran out of steam towards the end. And um, you know, I think if you look at the rest of the team, we, we did okay. The boys, did, you know, rode well and at times, and uh, we just lacked that, uh, that that extra little bit which we needed at the end. But um, that's speedway, isn't it? And clearly, some of you new boys need more track time. They didn't have press day last week, which doesn't help. Straight into a meeting, it's it's not easy. No, that's right. I mean, hands haven't been on the bike um, for like 179 days or something stupid. But um, I thought he rode well tonight. And like I say, Ben needs a bit more time. Ben Cook needs a bit more time on the track. And um, yeah, I'm sure he'll come good. There's no doubt about that. Um, Benjamin Basso was good, very good. 
Jordan had a good meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of positives to come out of it. Like I say, that difference was just that that score at number one, and you know, that that was literally the difference. And when you got two big guns in the other team, like Doyle and Saifudinov, it's tough to 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 to, uh, to battle against that. But yeah, you know, that's the big way. I mean, she's got a good team and. And fair play to them, they came here and did a job, so you know, hats off to them. I know it's frustrating as the home manager when the away one and five get five ones in each 13 and 15, but for the league as a whole, we've seen tonight what Saifudinov is going to bring and the, like, oh, yeah. the race he really came through in his first ride, just really, it's yeah, what we've missed for a long, long class, time. He's class, isn't he? You know, he's, he's, he's had a year off, but you wouldn't know it. <laughs> you know, he's a class rider, a nice guy, and everything, and he's, he's credit to the sport, and he's, he's a good asset for for Ipswich and, and great for the sport in this country no doubt about that um, but <clears throat> you know, we've got to try and win speedway meetings yeah. and you've got to beat these sort of guys and you know Benjamin lowered his colours which was great um, but we just like that little bit that little bit extra which which we needed and you know like I say heat one and you lose your number one it's first <laughs> meeting it's it's your worst nightmare um, but like, like I say the main thing is fortunately it appears that he, he appears to be okay but that's, uh, that's the limited sort of information I've got at the moment. Well, our best wishes to Nicky Pedersen. Hopefully he can shake it off pretty quickly. If there is an upside, um, Peterborough don't have a fixture now for two weeks. So a uh, bit of a break there for recovery. They're next in action on Easter Monday. That's April the 10th when they'll be hosting the Leicester Lions at 7.30 in the evening. So one there for your uh, bank holiday entertainment for the diary. Uh, and Leicester are the opposition next up for Ipswich as uh, Leicester launch their new era of Premiership Speedway at Beaumont Park. That gets underway Thursday. Day, 7.30 the start time against the Ipswich Witches and a uh, few interesting races there potentially as well, uh, not least heat number two actually when uh, Joe Thompson and Dan Thompson of course have grown up around the Leicester circuit, Dan Thompson racing for uh, the Lions and uh, Joe Thompson now riding for the Ipswich Witches and then uh, for Joe he'll be partnering Emil Saifutinov in uh, a couple of heats time uh, as well so uh, a big start there for the Thompson boys uh, not least and of course Lots of people are going to be watching how Emil Saifutinov uh, copes with that uh, new circuit as far as he's concerned as well. We can hear from Joe Thompson now, actually, who's been speaking to Mike Boswell of Gen X Radio in Suffolk about life in the Premiership so far. Yeah, it's nice to get the first meeting out of the way. Um, there's a few little bits of nerves and all sorts going into the first meeting of the year for all of us, I think. So it was nice um, to score a couple of points for myself and... Uh, for the team to get a win as, uh, as well. And onwards to Leicester on Thursday, a track that you've kind of grown up on. Do you think you can kind of give tips here? And, you know, again, have you got any inside knowledge that we need to know about? Yeah, I don't know about giving tips to the, uh, the other riders, but, no, it's, um, it's a track I know very well, and I'll uh, definitely be a bit more confident going into that one than I was today. But, no, I think I need to just take every meeting as it comes and um, score as many points as I can. Well, if ever there's going to be home advantage for Joe Thompson, it's uh, surely at Leicester. And that's one of the fixtures coming up this week. Let's have a look at the fixtures in full now, just to round off this section. So Wednesday, March 29th, a um, couple of challenge meetings. We've got Steve Worrell's testimonial with a cracking lineup. It, the premise of it is that it is the uh, Bellevue Aces up against the Pool Pirates, the, the champions of the top two leagues in British Speedway, and some big additions to both of those sides as well. So we've got Antonio Lindback 
riding for Poole. And we've also got uh, Freddie Lindgren riding for the Bellevue Aces. And we'll hear a little bit from Steve Worrell in the last part of this podcast where he explains a little bit more about what he's got planned. Um, there's also the big one at Oxford, the Oxford Cheaters against a Swindon Robins Select. Quite a handy Swindon side as well. It features Jason Doyle. Thursday, March 30th, Premiership Knockout Cup action. First round, first leg, Kingsland Stars versus the Sheffield Tigers. And it is the Leicester Lions uh, against the Ipswich Witches launching their uh, Premiership level era in the Knockout Cup. Friday, Championship Knockout Cup, first round, first leg. And this is the first action in the Championship of the year. Uh, Red Car Bears against the Berwick Bandits. And the return leg for that 24 hours later at uh, Shieldfield Park, Berwick, where the Bandits host the Bears with a 7 o'clock start time. On Sunday, we're into the first of the National Development League action as Mildenhall host Kent getting underway at West Row at 4pm. And then on Monday, April the 3rd, we've got action in the Premiership as Wolves take on Kings Lynn the Wolverhampton Wolves officially opening their account at 7.30 and the Peter Craven Memorial is uh, running again, uh, the rerun of course after the rain off and that is 7.30 at the National Speedway Stadium in Manchester and we'll look at the lineup for the Peter Craven Memorial in the last part of this podcast as well and then on Tuesday we've got the Paul Stark testimonial which takes place at Plymouth at the Coliseum 7 o'clock the start time there, it's a four team tournament with a uh, mixture of uh, the current Plymouth Riders and some past ones as well and stars of the respective clubs that are represented in that and we'll look at that again in the final part if you want to find out more about Paul Stark's testimonial on Tuesday and then well we'll be back by this time next week but uh, next Wednesday the BSN series gets underway at Oxford as they host Poole more about that though probably next week uh, in the next part of no breaks no fear we'll speak to this week's special guest and uh, well it's a guy who's potentially got a very very big year ahead of himself uh, mentioned plymouth he's one of the gladiators lined up in the championship but he's already got two match wins under his belt in the premiership racing for the sheffield tigers we'll chat to dan jilks next no breaks no fear the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan, and our special guest this week is the only rider in British Speedway who you will find under the letter G. He is Dan Jilks, and uh, you'll know him from Kent, where he started his British Speedway career, moving through Plymouth, where he remains in 2023 with the Gladiators, and now getting his shot in the Premiership with the Sheffield Tigers as their rising star. Last year, he was destined surely for the Premiership before injury struck and wiped out the, his season in one fell swoop, pretty much. But uh, he's back now and looking to make up for lost time. Thanks for joining us on No Breaks, No Fear. Hi, Dan. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, and, and great to speak with you. First of all, have I pronounced your name right? Because <laughs> I hear various iterations of it in interviews. Is it Jilks? Is it Gilks? It's Jilks. Jilks. There you have it. Yeah, definitely Jilks. <laughs> Dan Jilks. There's the official word from the man himself. So let's uh, talk about last year, first of all, and give a bit of backstory, because for many people, you've, you've burst onto the scene joining Sheffield as a rising star, because some people just look at just the premiership and don't pay any attention to where you've come from. But a bit of backstory. Last year, you were really turning some heads in the championship, riding for Plymouth, uh, where, where you'd made the move to. And um, then it all stopped when you had a, a, a bag crash, ended your season, you've fought your way back now and 
it's a case of making up for lost time. But just tell us about last year because it was it was going so fabulously well, wasn't it? Until until that incident. Yeah, no, obviously. Um made the switch to go to, to Plymouth from, you know, moving away from Kent. Um, you know, they didn't carry on, you know, running the championship. So, um, had, you know, I had to find a new club and Plymouth were, you know, one of the first to get in contact. And it's always been a track I've been, you know, relatively comfortable with and always kind of went well there. So it was a bit of a no brainer, you know, to, to go there and, um, you know, it's under good management and, you know, got on with Mark really well and, and, and Gary as well. So going there was, you know, I felt as though it was a really good move for me. Like I said, the, the track, you know, the track suited me and, um, you know, I was improving, you know, improving a lot, you know, at every meeting really, you know, home and away. So, <laughs> so no, it, yeah, it was good. Um, and like I said, I, I enjoyed my time, you know, when I was there and, um, Obviously, it was kind of the the start of um, you know hopefully how we can you know progress on this year and um, but no I felt as though you know obviously start of last year was very good and um, like I said obviously got injured which you know definitely wasn't ideal and you know cost me my season but um, you know I don't like to to dwell on things too much it's just part of being a speedway rider and you know these things happen at times and you know you just got to come back from it and you know get back racing as soon as you can and um, keep improving. Coming back from it is sometimes um, you know easier said than done and another podcast I did with Kelvin Tatum the other week we were talking about you and uh, you know he was saying that Sheffield look at you know an outstanding team this year and we'll talk about that more in a, in a, in a sec of course but you know he was saying that it, it all depends on on perhaps how you come back from that because when you've had a big crash you know your body maybe feels slightly different you're you, you might not be fully aware of it but sometimes you can have those niggling doubts that you've got to put to rest getting back on the bike and especially having had the break um of of the season where you were injured and then the winter came along and then so there's another few months off as well it has been quite a while hasn't it yeah obviously you know I didn't get back racing for you know since the 29th of April last year so it you know it'd been a while um but, you know, I was able to get back out on a bike at the, you know, the end of last year and um, do a few rides. And then obviously I've been riding a lot at the start of this year. So for me, it just, you know, it didn't really feel, you know, any different to any other year. You know, you, you have the winter off and um, then you come back and start riding and it always, you know, always takes a few rides to get back into it. And, you know, it, it, to be honest, it you know, it didn't feel as though I was coming back from an injury, let's say. It just felt as though we were coming back from, you know, the off-season. I, I had the plate removed in my arm and I'd been working, you know, hard on my fitness all winter. So it was um, kind of just, yeah, it, you know, it, it didn't feel as though I was, you know, coming back from, from an injury. Um, and then, like I said, obviously, you know, had a few meetings now and, um, you know, getting back comfortable, you know, racing around people. And, you know, that was the biggest thing really is just, you know, as much as you can practice by yourself, it's, um, you know, there's nothing that can replicate, you know, three of us on track and, um, you know, changing your lines and um, getting back used to, you know, starting with other people. And, you know, that was the biggest thing, but it's, um, you know, I'm sure it will take, you know, a few meetings to get used to it and, um, you know, get, get the ball running again. This season, of course, um, 
big, big step up for you, and, and uh, you, you're yet to uh, get involved in, in championship action, but the, the premiership-level stuff is, is now underway, and you've started probably as... Uh, you know, in at the deep end as you can get, really, against the, the reigning champions. Bellevue home and away in the space of a week, but two victories for the Sheffield Tigers. What was it like then getting that call to to be part of Sheffield? Because obviously they came very, very close to winning the title last year, in a matter of a couple of points in it. Um, and obviously that's the aim for, for, for this year and, and some serious talent uh, that you are now part of in that squad as well. Um, yeah, it was... Our- Obviously, I've known Simon for for a few years now through the the GB Academy and um, kind of the European meetings I've done, you know, under his management. And um, like I said, uh, you know, I know Simon, and he, you know, phoned me up at the end of last year and wanted me to, you know, to to ride for for the Tigers for twenty twenty three. And uh, you know, initially I was, you know, wasn't one hundred percent sure. Obviously, coming, you know, from from only riding at reserve in the in the championship to coming straight into the premiership, you know, it is a big jump. Um but, you know, they they reassured me that there would be um, you know, no pressure on me. And I think, you know, the one to or, you know, let's say the, the other six riders I've put together are, you know, are probably some of the best in the league. So, you know, it means I can just kind of develop on, you know, keep getting better throughout the season and keep learning, you know, all the new tracks and um, you know, there is a as much as I've rode some of these tracks in, you know, National League meetings and things, there's, you know, a big difference between, you know, how they prepare the tracks for, for the premiership. So every time I'm going to these tracks, I'm learning new things and learning new lines and, you know, trying to learn off, you know, the rest of the six boys, which is, um, you know, which, which is mega really to, you know, I wouldn't have had that if I, you know, if I didn't do it. So it is a big, you know, it is a big jump coming in, you know, straight into, let's say the premiership after the time off. But, um, you know, I feel as I'm, um, take it in my stride and just trying to learn as much as I can every meeting and, um, you know, trying to do my do my best for, for Sheffield. And that surely is the the main point about being the rising star, that you, you have an element of protection around you as well, because we look at leagues like in Poland and uh, as an example, that you have one doff meeting regardless of how experienced you are and, you know, your chances can be extremely limited, if not zero, whereas really that that's the point of the rising star system that you, you have a bit of time you have that support to, to learn your craft and there is no expectation and any any points you get are, are almost a bonus but if, if you've got a rising star that's performing well as we saw with Tom Brennan last year you know that can make a, a huge difference so that must be a bit of a reassurance there that you don't have that massive amount of pressure on your shoulders. Yeah, I feel as though obviously be, being the rising star, it's um, you know, it kind of <laughs> you know you, you're coming into it as the the least experienced member of the team, and um, you know, I feel as though the club and the you know Simon understands that you know understands that role, and they you know they just want to you know want me to improve and keep learning every meeting, and um, you know, as long as I'm you know trying my hardest, then you know that's all I can do really is uh, like I said, keep improving and keep learning all the new tracks. That you know, like I said, it is a is a big level up and you know there's a lot of top riders you know riding in the premiership which is uh which is good for me is it, it shows the level that i want to be at and you know the level that i want to be riding at so you know the more the more meetings i can have you know watching these riders and being on track with these riders the better 
Let's talk about Sheffield then uh, so far this season because um, obviously the, the, the two victories over the reigning champions, that's a, a massive way to start, especially considering that it was, of course, those two teams in the grand final last year and obviously the, the silverware went to the uh, to the aces. But Sheffield wanting to put that one to bed straight away, victories home and away, you can't really ask for a better start to the season than that for a, for a Sheffield Tigers fan or indeed Ryder. No, definitely. It was great to get you know, obviously first two meetings and two wins is, you know, the, the perfect start for us. And um, obviously, yeah, it, you know, it was, it's great to, to, to be winning meetings and, um, you know, having the confidence to, to, you know, win at home and also away from home. So hopefully we can, you know, keep that up as a team. And um, obviously, you know, personally, I've just got to keep, you know, improving and learning every meeting. And um, yeah, basically just keep, keep enjoying it and um yeah hopefully we can keep you know getting points you know away away from home and also at home so and the, the type of tracks you're going to face in the premiership are different as well aren't they because um Sheffield is the fastest track in British Speedway you look at the lap record and the speeds required to to reach that over the distance it is the fastest track Um, Bellevue obviously not far behind as well another very fast big circuit and you put that at the side of some of the tracks that you're used to like Plymouth the smallest track in Britain you could fit Plymouth on Sheffield's infield and still have room left over Uh, and uh, Kent not the biggest either so quite a difference from the type of tracks that you've ridden at as your home side lately no exactly and that was one of the you know one of the reasons why I chose to ride for Sheffield was because it was a you know a a different shape track and um, you know something that I need to start learning is you know how to be fast on these on these big tracks which I feel as though will definitely help me throughout my career and um Growing up on small, you know, smaller tracks, and obviously running for Kent, which wasn't a very big track, and obviously moving to Plymouth, you know that they, they are all small tracks. So you know, now moving moving to Sheffield is, um, you know, completely different. You know, in terms of you know everything really, you know how you set the bike up and you know how the bike feels and and everything like that. But you know, I, I feel good on Sheffield, and um, obviously I haven't really done done you know i've done press day in the first meeting um but no i'm you know, i'm really enjoying the track you know it's a you know good track and um you know everyone's everyone's helping helping me out as and when they can so you know i can't really ask much more than that and just got to keep you know trying to get the experience and you know keep racing and riding you know at sheffield and all these other tracks as much as i can and a great support at Sheffield as well. I know that's the case for for uh, you know every club in their own way. But you know I, I've I've been to Sheffield plenty of times as a fan uh, to, to watch Speedway, and you know they have a good hardcore of of supporters who turn up week in week out. You know sometimes regardless of the weather as well, and always there to back your home and away. And and the infrastructure, the stadium, the facilities that are there as well are probably a cut above many of the many of the clubs around uh, the UK and that's no disrespect because obviously it's not necessarily Sheffield's own stadium that the people the, the landlords obviously put that investment in as well but you know they are uh, they are a well a well looked after uh, club in that regard yeah definitely you know Mark and Damien do a, do a very good job and you know as soon as I met up with them at the start of the season um, you know I could tell they were you know professional in, in, in what they do and you know I was blown away with like, you know, how the fans are and, you know, it was more like being at a football, you know, football match than, you know, your typical mm. Speedway match and, you know, even like last night at Bellevue, you know, they were on on Ben's, coming off Ben's two and, um, you know, even when you're riding around before, 
you know, going to the tapes, you can hear him chanting, which is, like I said, you know, for, for Speedway and some, you know, I'd not, you know, I'd never really experienced anything like that. So it's, um, you know, I've been blown away with the support I've been receiving. And, um, you know, I feel as though, you know, they're as a part of the club there, you know, is something that we can thrive off. And, um, you know, we, we can't thank them enough for their support. I know that many Sheffield fans will be wanting to know the answer to this burning question, but have you had your first Sheffield Carvery yet? Because it is quite something to behold. <laughs> no, no, I've, I haven't. Um, I haven't had any food there yet. We uh, we just had obviously press day and we did some riding and um, I went up to the bar after the meeting and you know spoke to a few fans and things like that. But no, I haven't had any Carvery yet. <laughs> Maybe for one of those rain-offs, you know, when they, when it's uh, <laughs> yeah. certainly yeah. Uh, certainly a treat. Um, yeah. Looking at the fixtures coming up then, uh, you're next in action for Sheffield against Kings Lynn, uh, home and away uh, again, um, because you're heading down to, to Norfolk on Thursday and then back at Ollerton the following Thursday in the Premiership Knockout Cup, the first and second legs. And so a different uh, sort of tournament there, of course, uh, because you, you're fighting to stay in that competition. But the um, League Cup, of course, is is something that Sheffield won last year. And, and these cup competitions you know, equally as important to, to all Speedway clubs. But, uh, you know, Sheffield getting the, the chance of some extra silverware, it's uh, it's always a, a great opportunity. And again, Kings Lynn aside that they came down into the final with the League Cup last year as well. So, um uh, and again, the, the the other team that they they ended the season riding against. Yeah, exactly. You know, we you know as as a team, we want to try and win every meeting, whether it be home and away, or um, you know, or anything really. We you know we want to win, and um, you know, obviously <clears throat> coming to going to Kings Lynn, it's uh, you know another great experience for me on a um, you know on a different type of track and. You know, obviously, you know, we've got, you know, a few riders that have rode, you know, rode at Kingsland, you know, in the team before. And, um, you know, a lot of the lads have rode there, you know, for a number of years. So it'll be good to, you know, get some, um, you know, let's say help off them and, um, you know, and, and keep improving and, you know, learn some new tracks. And you've had a bit of experience with uh, with Kingsland already because you were in the in the Benfun meeting as a track reserve, but you got a few rides there, so it must have been uh, nice to have a blast around there as well in in that meeting. Yeah, definitely. It was you know I hadn't actually you know I hadn't raced at Kingsland since um, you know the under, under British under sixteens you know probably back. In, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it was you know you know a few years ago, so it'd been a while since I'd done any racing around there. Obviously, done a few you know practices and things, but um, it was it was good to. I think, you know, I had three three races at the Ben Fund and um, it was good to, you know, get some racing underneath my belt and, um, you know, learn a bit about, you know, some some of the lines and things that you can take around there. And um, But no, I feel as though, you know, as a team, you know, we're, you know, we're a pretty, you know, solid team. And um, like I said, everybody helps me out as and when they can. And, um, you know, I can't, you know, can't ask for, for any better than that, really. And looking at um, Plymouth season, you... you got a couple of weeks yet really before things start there but you've there's the Paul Stark testimonial happening at uh, at Plymouth on the 4th of April uh, which is a four team tournament by the way and then uh, really it gets underway for, for for Plymouth in the BSN series and you start um, up against the, the 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 old enemy I suppose uh, the Pool Pirates it just seemed that Plymouth and Pool rode each other quite a lot last season and and uh, kicking off in that fashion as well uh, throughout the course of April so you're going to be getting to to renew acquaintances because you meet you've been drawn against each other in the knockout cup too so plenty of uh, south coast derbies on the horizon yeah it'd be great to get back down to plymouth obviously got paul stark's testimonial um next tuesday so it'll be good to you know get back racing you know at, 
at Plymouth. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, kick things off in the in you know knockout cup in the league with with Paul the week after. So um, you know, it's always a a good meeting against Paul. You know, there's a lot of fans that turn out, and um, you know, the Plymouth fans are. Uh, you know, are very loyal fans. So it's, you know, it's always a great atmosphere and, you know, there's no better way of kicking off the season, you know, with Plymouth than, um, you know, against Paul Pirates. And Paul, of course, as I say, a regular opposition for Plymouth last year and including in the in the playoffs as well. And I think many people were surprised that Plymouth managed to make the playoffs when you consider so many riders were injured, uh, starting off with Eddie Kennett. But I think at some point everybody had um, succumbed in some form or another, either short term or, or like yourself, in fact, long term. But um, managing to get the guests in... Um, Unfortunately, it was very hard to, to find a permanent replacement for Eddie Kennett through the year. Yeah, I think um, as a team, we probably only ended up with about, you know, I think Hans Anderson was maybe the last rider, you know, to, to um, I think even he got injured during the season. So, um, yeah, I think as, you know, the starting one to seven, I don't think we, we all finished the season, but um, it was, you know, a bit of a unlucky year for, you know, for Plymouth. Um, but, you know, we still managed to finish fourth um, in the table, which, you know, having a team which is, you know, you're getting guests every week and, you know, new riders coming in and things like that. It's, um, you know, it all takes its toll. But, um, you know, we, we, you know, we definitely had a strong team at the start of the year. Um, you know, obviously with Ben and Hans, um, let's say, you know, the, the two heat leaders there, you know, Ben's, you know, exceptional around Plymouth and, um, you know, Hans is also. So, um, you know, we did have a strong team, but unfortunately, you know, it, it didn't, let's say, go the, you know, the way we wanted it to. But, um, you know, I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll be trying our hardest to, to get, you know, back into them playoff situations next year. And, um, you know, once you're in that, then it's, uh, you know, it all goes down to them last few meetings. I kind of think as well that, the amount of guests that Plymouth had has actually helped them almost audition riders for for this year, and 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 riders audition themselves too, because uh, you know the likes of Richie Worrell and Kyle Howarth, very good riders, both of which were in the uh, Leicester Lions team last year, which which won the league by a long way, uh, and they're maybe more up for riding there. I'm sure Richie Worrell has said that you know riding as a guest sort of helped him make his mind up. Um, but those are riders that you know are going to be strong at home, but they can also do it away as well. And that is the big difference, isn't it? That there seems to be a, a more solid look to, to Plymouth this year. Yeah, definitely. You know, there, there's a lot of experience in, you know, in our team. Um, you know, as much as we, you know, we, we can win at home, you've got to try and get, you know, points on the road as well. And um, like I said, we have got a lot of experience in the team. Obviously, you know, Ben, Richie, um, Kyle and Paul, all very experienced riders. So um, let's say coming into the, the, the Plymouth season, we've got, uh, you know, a strong team and, um, you know, hopefully we can, uh, you know, get the ball running early on in the season and, um, yeah, you know, keep keep developing throughout the season as a team, really. And finally for you, what's, what's on your radar, your personal objectives for this year? Because you're still in the under-21s uh, group and there are some key riders moving out of that this year, uh, particularly Tom Brennan, of course, makes way. And so there is a, another gap there on some of the international fixtures that Neil Vacho will be doing, the under-21 championships, of course, as well. So you got your eye on any of, on any of those adventures? Yeah, obviously, you know, doing, doing the European meetings is, you know, definitely something that, 
you know, you want to be a part of, you know, every year, um, you know, you want to be riding on the continent as much as possible. And, um, you know, as soon as you get, you know, as soon as you get the the opportunity, you take it. It's something, you know, you can't turn down. And obviously being in my last year of under 21, it's something that, um, you know, you, you want to try and be a part of. But, you know, for, for me, it's, um, you know, I don't like to kind of set, you know, points goals or average goals or things like that. It's just, uh, you know, as long as I'm, you know, improving as a rider and developing as a rider, then, you know, them things will, um, you know, go hand in hand really. And I've just got to try and focus on, you know, my own, my own improvements and my own, um, development and, uh, and, you know, the, obviously the other things will come with it, but, you know, for the moment, it's just a case of, um, you know, getting back racing and learning all the new tracks and, you know, in the premiership and, um, and like I said, just keep improving as, as a rider and, you know, keep developing um, as the season goes on. And did I read, have you got a team in Poland this year as well? Did I read somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm riding in uh, the League 2 for, for PUR. So um, I think the season starts in the next few weeks over in Poland. So it was, you know, it's another great opportunity for me to get some more experience on the continent and, um you know, learn. You know, learn what uh, you know. Polish speedway is all about. Is um, Michael Palm Toft in that side as well? Yeah, yeah. So in the you know in, in our team, um, you know, there's a few riders. You know that ride in England um, who are in that team. Obviously, Michael's one of them, and um, you know Jonas Knudsen's the other. So um, you know, there's a few few boys that are. You know that that, that I know, and um, obviously Michael, I know from from Plymouth last year, and um, you know we've already been talking about you know obviously PUR and you know some of the practice sessions coming up, etc. So um, no, I think you know it's if you know for me this year, I just wanted to get back racing as much as possible and trying to do as many meetings as I can, and um, you know riding out in Poland was you know was an offer that you know I got offered at the start of the season, and you know I couldn't turn it down. Really, it was um, you know a great opportunity for me you know, to get more experience on, you know, on the continent and, um, you know, keep improving as a rider. Well, Dan, all the best for the upcoming fixtures that you've got on your radar. I'm, I'm no doubt that we'll hear from you in some form or another very, very soon indeed anyway. But, um, you know, have a safe uh, season, first and foremost, and, and looking forward to uh, to seeing how it goes. And, and thanks for joining us for a chat. Cheers. Thank you. Dan Jilks of the Sheffield Tigers and the Plymouth Gladiators on No Breaks, No Fear. Now, we're going to turn our attention in the next part to some of the one-off meetings. The original plan was uh, Steve Worrell and the Oxford and um, Swindon uh, matchups, of course, but they've been postponed because of the good old British weather. However, we do still have a couple of meetings to talk about, uh, that being the Paul Stark testimonial and the Peter Craven memorial as well. We'll look at the lineups for both of those. Um, and next, we'll have an extra chat. Instead of talking to Stevie, we'll talk to his former teammate, Danny King, about uh, the upcoming season with both Redcar and the Ipswich, which is in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. I'm Ian Brannan, and in this section, the original plan was to talk all about Steve Worrell's testimonial and, of course, the uh, big match at Oxford as well. Oxford cheaters against that Swindon select side. Unfortunately, both have fallen victim to the good old British weather. Uh, the good news is that Steve Worrell is looking to rearrange his meeting at some point later in the season. The idea is the summer for that. Uh, there are a few dates free, so... 
Watch this space once a date is confirmed. Uh, there is already a date for the Oxford Swindon Robins Challenge match. That will be restaged on Wednesday, April 19th. So just a, a few weeks to wait for that. Wednesday, April 19th. Oxford versus a Swindon Robins select side and uh, we'll wait and see confirmation on the lineups there but hopefully uh, the same or very similar um, for that uh, particular event so in the meantime what I'm going to do is going to play you an interview from another podcast I do called Humans of Speedway which is out uh, later this week where we are talking to Danny King who uh, has kicked off uh, life in 2023 uh, all guns blazing winning the Ben Fun Bonanza at Kings Lynn on Saturday his second time he's won it and he becomes the all-time top point scorer in the Ben Fun Bonanza as well which is a nice little accolade to have isn't it he's lining up for the Red Car Bears this season and uh, the Ipswich Witches once again where he remains captain at Foxhall but I started by talking about that change a big move, back-to-back titles with the Pool Pirates. And due to the way the averages work out, somebody had to give way. That man, unfortunately, was Danny King, but now looking forward to a new life on Teesside. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really enjoyed my time at Pool. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, it was disappointing when I, when I found that I wasn't in the plans for this year. Um, but I've been around long enough, you know. That's, that's the business of Speedway. And um, the rules obviously changed this year, and it meant that, that they had to... Uh, build a different team, a different style team, should I say, as they have done the last few years. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it was disappointing at the time, but um, these things happen and, and you, you move on. And I feel very, uh, very lucky the way it's all turned out and um, obviously very excited on my new adventure this year at Ripper. Yeah, red car, and I know that um, some fans have now seen the, the the new team suits and so on from the from the press day last um, weekend, um, and they look very smart. But I think a few pool pirates fans are taking a bit of time to get used to seeing you in red. <laughs> yeah, as I say, it's it's been a funny one, you know. I, I, to be able to ride for the pool pirates is a huge thing in anyone's career, you know, such a a big club, and um, and I had great success. I captained them to to two doubles, so. Um, you know, that's something that's going to live on with me forever and um, I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, but as you say, it's, uh, it's a different look now. We're, uh, we're in red and uh, it's a new challenge for me and um, I still have the desire to win and uh, my, my intentions are still the same. I want success and, and that's my plan this year. Looking at the, the, the red car team, um, just to get your thoughts on that, it, it does look like a, a more solid team than they had last year. Of course, they had problems with injuries, Eric Riss. And Charles Wright um, both got injuries at maybe the wrong time, and that sort of upset things a little bit. But they're back. Charles Wright's had his shoulder fixed, so he feels like a new man now. Um, Louis Kerr's moved out of the team. You've come into the team, so it, it seems to have a a nice balance. And I know from speaking to Gav Parr um, a couple of weeks ago, he, he was saying that yeah, the bookies are fancying him as favourites. He, he's he's it's, it's, it's a shame that he can't bet on himself, <laughs> but. Um, you know, it's 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 surely as good a chance as, as Redcar have have ever ever had. You fancy this year, it seems. Yeah, well, so they say. Um, you know that they're, they're really happy with the team, and, and I must admit, I am as well. Um, you know, somehow with the lower points limit, they've managed to keep the the very strong top end with with three three heat leaders as such. And um, I think we're very we're very good throughout the rest of the team. We've got good strength and depth, and good mixture of youth and experience. And um, you know, nothing's ever won on paper or before the season starts, but, um, you know, the team that is there is definitely capable. So um, long season ahead, as we all know, injuries stay injury-free and 
um, take each meeting at a time and hopefully we'll be there or thereabouts at the end. You, you had um, a, a night out uh, recently, sort of first real team bonding session. Um, how, how was that? Was it a night out in the borough? What, Palmos, were they involved? What was the, uh, the nightlife like? I'm staying well clear of Palmos. I've tried one once and, uh, well, I say I've tried one, I tried a bite once and that was enough. So um, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed my weekend. It, it's, it's, it's a very new club to me. Um, I don't know much about the guys. I hear good things and, and that was cemented this weekend. Um, they're such a great, great bunch, everyone, you know. Um, they made me feel very welcome and um, we all got on very well. We had a great get together with the team, had some fun. Um, and yeah, I, I just I'm sort of excited to get going now. I just wish this weather would clear up a little bit so we can actually get on track. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, I, th- I think I think you'll enjoy it. I know that you enjoyed pool, but I, I Glas uh, sorry, Red Cars a reasonably um, local track to me, and uh, it's a place where I used to go and sort of just turn up and watch Speedway on on on, on occasion before the days of BSN and. Um, you know, always good matches there, and I think it's a it's a real racers track, and you know that from riding there in the past. It's a it's a a reasonably big and and fast track, and everybody see maybe sometimes too fair, perhaps is is the only criticism. Everybody loves racing there, a bit like Bellevue, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, the track is fantastic, but you know when when you've got a home track that everyone enjoys coming to, it makes it makes things a lot harder, um, certainly for the home team. Um, you know, I've been. At tracks before where home advantage is massive and and a lot of riders are beat before they even the, the meeting even starts um but that's obviously not the case at red car it's a it's a great track it's a great race track it's fun to ride it's fast it's got everything you want really for a speedway track so um it's a tricky place to go to those as an away rider i don't think you're just going to turn up and do well you know i've been there as an away rider uh, a few times and and the home boys are quick you know so you need to make sure the setup's right from the off um and obviously now me being a home rider Hopefully, I'll get the get the setup dialed in pretty quick, and uh, we can make it a bit of a fortress. Obviously, that's the plan. Uh, your other team, of course, in the Premiership is the Ipswich Witches once again, and um, a bit of familiarity with the red car side. There's there's a few riders between you that, that ride it in both in both leagues, um, so. You know, familiar surroundings there, but looking ahead to this season in the Premiership, we've seen some big names coming back, not least one of your teammates, Emil, who has probably been the most talked about signing of, of the of the winter. Um, that's going to add a lot of uh, focus to, to the Witches, um, both generally across the country across the world in fact i've had people get in touch with me wanting to um you know have have interviews with with people at, at ipswich off, off the back of you know emule signing so it seems to be a different place that we're coming from this year and that with say nicky pedersen with dan Bewley coming back the, the premiership seems to be a a hotter prospect across the whole speedway world let alone britain yeah uh you took the words out of my mouth there really and um I think the riders coming back to England is is massive for for the for obviously the sport in the country, but the sport in general. Um, you know, we've had world class riders for the whole well forever really, and it and it sort of died off a bit um, of recent years. And um, to have these guys coming back and want to race here is is just great, and it's only a it's only a bonus. So um, it's good news for everyone, um, and for me, obviously, you know, I love the look of the Ipswich team. Um, Doyley is a big part of that now, and. Um, riding with him last year, you know that guy is just an inspiration, and and what a great team man he is, you know as well. He's 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 very level-headed, and uh, he wants to win. Um, and obviously that means that he'll do anything he can to help his teammates. And I enjoyed that last year, and unfortunately didn't quite have the season I wanted, so I struggled to back him up. But 
Um, this year, obviously, I, I'm feeling a lot more confident in equipment and looking forward to, to starting that. And, and with the introduction of Emil as well, um, a guy who's who's been sort of someone I've looked at, looked at to and, and, and loved watching over the years. I don't know him overly well, but I'm looking forward to get to know him and, uh, you know, welcome welcoming him to the team and hopefully get him settled in quick and, and we can hit the ground running. The, his addition, assuming that he hits the ground running and, and is, is, the, is the guy that we know he is, obviously he's missed out on quite a lot of speedway over the last year or so, but um, Ipswich sort of fell just slightly short and, and having that extra support for Doyley, you know, a second really, you know, a, a strong rider at number five with, with Doyley uh, and yourself as well, plus Eric Riss, of course, you know, not least, and, and, and the rest of the guys, but having another... Uh, top rider, GP standard rider that that's got that experience, that could be the difference, couldn't it? Really? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, obviously, we still need to go on track and perform, but um, you know that's why I like the look of the team, the way it's built. We just have a little bit more strength at the top end, um, and obviously we've had to make a change at the bottom end, losing uh, Jack, and obviously wish him a speedy recovery. Um, but you know that's that's speedway. You know sometimes these things happen, but still with with the way it's turned out, I still like the look of the team. Um, and again, very excited to get on track with these guys and, and get the ball rolling. And you can hear more from Danny King on the Humans of Speedway podcast, which will be out uh, later this week, Thursday, the 30th of March. Look out for that uh, with Danny King talking not just about his career now, but his career uh, so far. And of course, he's had some big high points, British championships and racing at Cardiff, representing his country and much more besides as well, uh, going right back to the very, very early days. So that'll be out later this week. The story of Danny King. Now, also uh, coming up, this next week we've got the Peter Craven Memorial which is uh, being rerun once again uh, after the weather last week and a slightly different lineup now I can bring you the lineups as they are uh, it's not a complete lineup you'll notice some of the big names perhaps are missing from the original running but still many big names involved here is the lineup as it stands Charles Wright Robert Lambert um, Brady Kurtz Chris Harris is one of the incoming uh, names so he wasn't in the original one but he is now Bomber uh, riding in that one uh, Mate Zagar Max Frick Tom Brennan Jason Doyle um, Nicky Pedersen we'll have to wait and see how he goes we know about that crash that he's uh, recently had uh, Niels Christian Everson Tobias Musilak Jaimon Lidsey Norik Bladorn and Dan Bewley with uh, reserves Jake Mulford and Jack Smith. There's still a couple of slots there to be confirmed that I've missed out, so um, still uh, Bellevue working on uh, on logistics there and, and hopeful that uh, some big names still to take those uh, slots yet. But that's uh, definitely the, the confirmed runners and riders that we know of at this moment in time. So get yourself down there, National Speedway Stadium on Monday, that's April the 3rd. Now, one other meeting which uh, is taking place is Paul Stark's testimonial, which happens uh, on the night after that, on the 4th of April, Tuesday at the Coliseum. It's a four-team tournament, and um, it's all of the sides that Paul Stark has represented at some time or another. Plymouth Gladiators, Cradley Heath, the Somerset Rebels, and the Pool Pirates. So... um, a blast from the past there, but some uh, great riders involved representing Plymouth. Ben Barker, Dan Jilks, Jake Turner and Kyle Howarth. Cradley Heath with uh, Paul Stark, Alfie Botel, Adam Roynan and Kenyon Roo. Uh, Somerset Rebels with Charles Wright, James Wright, Lee Complin and Matt Bates. And the Pool Pirates with Richie Worrell, Danian Hume, Carl Newman 
and Ben Trigger. So there's a nice one for uh, the 4th of April, next Tuesday at the Coliseum, Paul Stark's testimonial. And uh, that uh, pretty much rounds off the testimonial season, certainly for this point of the season as well. Uh, Stuart Robson has uh, got a new date for his testimonial as well, uh, having uh, take five, and uh, that, I believe, is is, um, happening in... June sometime so uh, look out for more details of that but that's going to be a mid-season one which has been uh, especially approved by the uh, by the SCB and the BSPL for, for that to be uh, able to, to happen so good news there. Thanks very much for uh, listening to No Breaks No Fear as always and I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Keep up to date with everything happening across British Speedway online at britishspeedway.co.uk and on the social media pages as well. If you want some more additional listening in the world of Speedway, uh, I've got a couple of other uh, podcasts uh, out. Uh, Steve Worrell, who you heard earlier, that uh, was a clip from uh, my Humans of Speedway podcast featuring Steve and a chat about his career as well as his testimonial, but uh, find out more about Stevie there. And coming out later this week on Thursday, the 30th of March, my birthday, I'm celebrating uh, by uh, releasing a chat with Danny King. We had a right good chat about his whole career and um, how he got to where he is and some of his big high points, being British champion, riding in Grand Prix and all that kind of stuff. So uh, Danny King, a proper legend of, uh, of British Speedway of modern times, 20 uh, 16 British champion, is that right? Okay, okay. Yes, 2016 British champion, Danny King, isn't he? Uh, and uh, that'll be out later this week. Search for Humans of Speedway if you want to listen to that. And we'll catch you next week for the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear, where we'll talk about all those things we've been previewing and see how it all turned out and just prove that we, whatever we guessed would happen didn't happen. That'll be on next week's episode. We'll catch you then. Have a great week. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.